welcome to Overshare. This is the show where me and my friends come to Overshare while Jeffrey plays video games. Say hi, Jeffrey. Hi, guys. Yep. He's here. He's here playing his games. And so today I have another very interesting guest on the show, uh, somebody who I thought could come on and chat a little bit with me about some fun memories, chat a little bit with me about how terrible I am. This would be my very best friend, Brittany. So, lovely Brittany, say hello. Hello. Now, Brittany, it took a little bit convincing to get Brittany on the show today because she is a little bit nervous. She's not one who really likes to speak in public. She's a little shy, you know. Isn't that right, Brittany? I will never be comfortable being on stage, but that's not your, you know, that has nothing to do with me not wanting to do it. It just is everything to do with my, how it, how my body responds to the idea of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. If it's any comfort to you, this might be the safest possible way to be on stage just because there's no one around to like listen to it um and like right, li- like right. live right and even let's be honest my listeners are it's very limited right now it's not like i have like a million subscribers there's like 12 or 13 and <laughs> you probably know most of them uh, we gotta start somewhere yeah exactly gotta start somewhere but in the meantime if it's any comfort as far as your quote-unquote stage fright goes, there is no stage, and there really is hardly any audience, actually, right now, as of this current moment. (laughs) So I hope that brings you deep comfort. And in order to bring you even more comfort, let's break the ice by starting with your overshare, because it's an excellent overshare. Brittany has brought an overshare today that is about herself and her beautiful wife, Danny. So please do enlighten us. <laughs> Danny and I did uh, baby making stuff the other night. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, and shit. And I'm like, okay, so one thing I will say is that I'm going to be completely honest. If, oh, hold on, I misplaced my, oh, there we are. If any of those past ones would have taken, I would have been severely pissed about the form in which they had taken. Okay. What I mean by that is emotionally, very realistically, something happens when I'm ovulating hormonally and whatever it is. Since I've been tracking my ovulation, okay, for the last year, easy, right? Um, I have realized that as soon as I become fertile, Danny wants to pick fights with me and it's fucking irritating. (laughs) And I think it's, I think it's where our hormones are. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I'm very kind of like whimsical, you know, and like not totally paying attention. Kind of like I am during the beginning of my cycle. I'm a little bit more on my game in the beginning of my cycle. When I'm fertile, I'm a little bit more like, you know what I mean? (laughs) And so, and so she fucking wants to fight with me. And so these like, not these last couple times, but the times before that, man, like she will be, will be, she, um, it's the time, you know, I'm ovulating and she's, you know, we're fighting and we got to do it because I got fucking frozen semen here. You know what I mean? Like we got to do it. <laughs> $700 sitting right by our bed. But man, would I have been pissed. That would have been a hate baby. You feel me? <laughs> are, you, are you telling me? So you guys have like angry turkey baster sex? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? We did. It was not good. Yeah. It was, yeah. Like I would say like three times that happened you know 
That sounds, and, uh, that sounds upsetting. Yes. I don't think that but, your body would be very like receptive when it's in an angry state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the reasons that I've asked Brittany to come on the show today is that um, she's a very good person to talk about my character and what a terrible person I can be. But then we can all be terrible people, which is another thing that I want to talk about. Why, why human beings sometimes enjoy being horrible. And uh, one of the greatest contacts Brittany has had to get to know me is traveling. We have traveled a lot together, all kinds of different places we have traveled together. Um, but I would definitely say that my favorite place by far, my favorite trip we ever took together was France, was definitely France. France was awesome. That was... I felt so free in France. Just It was just us just doing our thing. Yeah, that and that was, was the awesome. cool, that was the cool part about that kind of trip was like you know being able to just say hey we're gonna take a train and go to Paris and just be us in Paris and be a couple of dipshits <laughs> smoking all the hash getting super high and then going out to museums like Musée Revin oh my god that was the craziest one wow oh my gosh I have never tasted anything like that hash ever since then it was it was, it was like. It's what I imagine in my brain all European <laughs> weed and hash tastes like. <laughs> yeah, it has a it has a specific taste for sure. Um, and then you have to kind of mix it, you know, the hands with tobacco. of the guys who are working the field. Yeah, that, well, and I, I was never really big on the cigarette smoke, but you had to kind of like mix it with tobacco in order to be able to even really smoke mm -hmm. it. Yeah, because it was just so compact. So I just like to use the most light sprinkling of tobacco that I possibly could. So we would just be very, very high when we would go do things. I think I think the wax museum was the kicker, though. Pretty sure we were abducted. That wasn't just we didn't walk in that building like we did walk in that building. But right before we walked in, we were abducted and put into some crazy alternative universe that. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I would do it again and again and again. But you know what? You can't repeat something like that. No, you That's can't. Unrepeatable. That is. It is. It really is. But, I mean, also to be fair, as far as that experience goes, they do set it up to be completely disorienting. Like, the entire experience from that weird mirror room that they have all the way to... Um, yep. All the way to the the big theater where they had people all around the theater and some of them were actually real people and they would, like, change that positions. That woman would... freaked me out. Remember? We were literally clutching each other as we walked through there. We're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Some of them are real. Some... Who's real? What's real? Which one? What oh, I think she's breathing. Mean? I think she's breathing. Did he move? I think he moved. <laughs> yeah. At least they didn't do that in the torture oh. chamber part. The torture chamber was. Ugh. Ooh, remember, they do the whole like they do the whole like dark part of French history. They're like, and this is how we like to torture people. Or that should do with a French accent. <laughs> this is how we like to torture people. Please, come along. Yeah, better. There it is. <laughs> and we're like, that sounds charming, but I know you're saying something terrifying. And they're like, this is yeah. a real-life Iron Maiden that we are using for this display. <laughs> you're like like a real one from me medieval times. They're like, oui. You're like, the fuck? It's <laughs> <laughs> not okay. And they're like, and yeah. this was the actual bathtub where he was stabbed. And you're like, no. They're like, yes. And, like, and you made a wax figure of him with a knife in him, and then you put it in the actual bathtub that he was stabbed in. They're like, oui. Yep. <laughs> Bam. Yep. Because we, we are French, this seems most normal. <laughs> 
Oh my god! And then I, I have yeah. to. I think Disneyland would be the other. I mean, I know we took some solid like trips up north to northern Arizona too, but I would say Disneyland would probably be the other one after France, where we had some really fun Disneyland trips. You know, what was great about Disneyland too was it was pretty much still in the beginning of our like you know in the first year I want to say of our friendship, right? And you were like, here's this thing we always do. And like you and Matt were already going to go, you know, and, uh, and it was the best way to get to know you. I will say that much. Uh That's when I learned about your stomach, right? That was when I learned about your stomach because you told me, Hey, by the way, if you wake up and I'm making wrenching sounds from the bathroom, you just leave me be, (laughs) I'll be fine. That happens every day. And I'm like, Wow, that is the first time in my life I have ever heard that. Thank you. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to my life, friend. And thank you for the politeness of me not having to stress out in the morning when I did hear you making wrenchy sounds from the bathroom. <laughs> like, wow, I think we had like a, a beer. I don't understand why she's throwing up. Like, Okay, got it. But then that's another fun thing that you probably experienced at Disneyland with me is like we'd go, go all day and then I would just not sleep at night. Because I don't sleep. I don't sleep. And you also just probably I generally have no discovered trouble sleeping. how neurotic I am, I'm guessing, is the other thing that you were going to say that you discovered about me. <laughs> well, with the honesty, the beautiful honesty that you displayed to me with the letting me know about your stomach, also came the beautiful honesty you displayed to the gentleman who was taking flash photography inside the haunted mansion. I don't know what you're talking see? about. And that's a little bit more confrontational. Maybe that's what you're kind of talking about, but I still see no. it as honest. It's just sometimes, sometimes there's a time and place for the honesty. <laughs> and a way to say it, which I admit is still a struggle to this day, but when I was like 20 <laughs> years old, oh my God, how little fucks I had to give about how I said things to people. I just, wow. I would just you know, lay it out there. To argue the point, though, you were pretty polite in the beginning. You're like, no flash photography. And then you were like, they said no flash photography because they had come up on the, you know, thing and oh, my, oh, yeah, on the made speaker, an announcement like, over the please, intercom. Please remember no flash photography. No flash photography. Yeah. And then, the, but then it became, your pictures aren't going to turn out anyway. <laughs> thing of glass. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, you're not. I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised shit. I didn't go and into a full. I'm surprised I didn't go into a full lecture. It's called Pepper's Ghost, okay? It's an old school theater <laughs> technique, and it, you use glass to make it look like the ghosts are there and then they disappear. But it's really just reflections. Why do you think we're so high up in this room? And why do you think all the ghosts are perfectly placed above and below us? It's because we're looking at reflections. So all your stupid pictures aren't going to come out. All you're going to see is your stupid, ugly face and your stupid, ugly camera, like that. Surprised I didn't go all the way into and that level of detail. hopefully that guy went home and, and none of those pictures turned out. <laughs> he was like, that stupid little bitch was right. <laughs> was right, exactly. And he has to live with that. And see, that's always been good enough for me. Okay. You know? Here's and my... that was the... Um, the... That was the that was that, that was the hurricane that I assume you're might be referring to there with the some of it yeah yeah well I was mainly just talking about my neuroses like I'd be like let's be up at seven a.m. we're gonna be at the oh. park by the time it opens we're gonna go yeah, to but remember I'm an obliger so that all worked really well for me yeah I usually get along well with those oh, people. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's usually Tiana's friend group is people who are willing to call me on my bullshit, but also like go along with me to a certain degree. That seems to be the perfect mixture for me. Yeah. Be like, I'll go along with this. And then as soon as I have a really bad idea, 
my friend that's oh by the way i just figured it out Brittany. that's why obliger personalities work so well for me because when you say i'm not going along with this idea i don't think it's a good one that makes me stop and take pause i'm like hmm (laughs) wait a minute right because she's usually down phenomenon of an (laughs) an obliger questioner (laughs) <laughs> so, which usually don't overlap. <laughs> but of course you, you are. can't say I'm not a questioner. That's for damn sure. No, that's um, you were a born questioner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, yeah. So, so that was the neuroses. I, I agree. Under, yeah, was more the psychotic. And then knowing everything, I was like, I will now be your tour guide and I will list every fact about this. Yes, parking. but you let me take a nap. Yes, naps are important. You when you're at Tana's Disneyland boot camp, naps are important. I do allow naps. That is when sleeping is allowed. Because. I did, like, keep you up till 1 in the morning with my neuroses and then wake you up at, like, 5.30. So I figure (laughs) to make it back home safely alive, I should let people take naps. Those were the days. I haven't been to Disneyland in years, of course, now. But, uh, man, I used to to be obsessed with it. I think my favorite Disneyland memory, which is a true reflection of the kind of people that we really are, is um, when we were... (laughs) We were leaving the park one time, and we were walking by the ticket booths, and there was a little boy with his family. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, you know I'm going to tell you. (laughs) He was so so excited. I'm not a bad person. He was, yes, sometimes you are. (laughs) Sometimes you are. Yeah, I can be. (laughs) Otherwise, you would not have tolerated me this long. Let me preface this story by saying that I experienced what this child went through just a matter of weeks before this happened. So I knew the look on this kid's face and all the glory and joy he thought he was going to get out of this situation. And I just, why you can't take that away from somebody. No, you know, he was no. happy. He was excited. What, what, what we're going to do. But I was also yell, not going to miss it. Yell stop. Oh my God. So, okay. So she's giving her, she's given her disclaimer. So, so here's here's the here's the situation. We're walking by these ticket booths. There's lots of chain that's separating the little stanchions to create the lines, the zigzag for people to go through to buy their tickets to get in the park. And this little boy is jazzed. He is jazzed. He is going to Disneyland. He is so fucking happy about so that. So happy. He's so happy. And he right at first for me, he's just blending in with like a crowd of many happy people and children who are heading towards the park as we head out for our nap. And Brittany spots this kid and she spots the idea. That's what she really spots. She spots the idea that he has. That's the face. The face that he I saw the face. She saw the look on his face. He was looking at those metal chains hang between those stanchions and he was inspired. He was very inspired. He was going to hurdle that son of a... He was going to be the next Olympian. Yeah. He was like, I can go the distance. Literally, he was having like a Hercules <laughs> moment in his mind. <laughs> and he thought he thought if he made a running jump, he could hurdle over that stanchion clean or that that chain, at least cleanly, you know, with a clean. I imagine what he thought in his mind would be like a clean landing, perhaps complete with pirouette and bow. He looked like a superhero in his mind. Yes. Yeah, I think he thought he had, like, a cape. This whole thing was yep, very dramatic Definitely for him. saw a cape for a brief second. So Brittany sees this idea. She sees that it is, has been born inside this little boy's mind, this poor little boy. And she grabs my hand. And all I know is all of a sudden Brittany's grabbing my hand. She, and she's like, wait for it. 
And I was like, wait for what? But of course I follow her eye contact and I see the kid's already starting to run, right? By the time I find him. (laughs) (laughs) I can see it in my mind's eye. I can still picture his face. That's how that's how clearly I remember this. So he's running and he's happy and he's midair and it's all glory and it's all superheroes. And then his toe catches that chain link that of course it, did. it just catches that, that chain. And he just, the whole facial expression, it was like slow motion. It went from the biggest smile to just like, no. <laughs> doom, <laughs> impending doom. The ground like, is coming. Full-on full belly flop to the ground with reverberation. <laughs> with reverberations. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. To which Brittany and I, um, sorry, I lose it sometimes just thinking about that whole moment. To which we basically just sat down and laughed so hard we almost peed ourselves. We, we literally like knelt and stopped and partially sat on the sidewalk to laugh. We were laughing that hard. His, fam- his family looked at us. His family looked at us like we were just literally the worst humans in the entire world, which is valid. Yeah, and we it's and we were. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that moment for anything. Nothing. I would trade it for Because nothing. they don't know. I, I was watching some sympathetic, be it they she were, knew. you know, amused, but sympathetic eyes. She I understood. knew this poor kid. What am I going to do? Stop your kid? Is that what you want me to do? No. He needs to learn this lesson on his own. Exactly. Don't jump over something that's up to your knees, <laughs> up to your thighs. You're, you, you can't clear that, sweetheart. You know? I mean... Sweet baby angel. <laughs> she she watched and she assessed and she decided that this child needed to live it and learn it is what she's saying. Just live it and learn it. It's so fun. How else do you do it? Poor child. If, you, if you're the guy that tells that kid, you're never going to clear that. You're the bad guy. Are we the bad guy for letting him clear it? And then enjoying the scene that came from it. He was okay. He, he was had fine. a cushion. He was he fine. He had some cushion to land on. He was okay. You know, he was fine. Yeah. yeah. It's true. And, he was fine. There, were no, there was no grave injury. Nothing. There was no blood. I would like he to was, believe that if good. the child was, was gravely injured, we would not have laughed as hard. We would never have. No, not at least we would have been laughing as we were running over to help, at least. At, the very <laughs> at a very minimum. Yeah. We would have been seeing if we could get somebody with medical But we would have stopped as soon experience. as we arrived. As soon as we got there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, we're not always the best Yeah, thanks people. for sharing that story. Appreciate that. It's what, yeah. that's what I do. It's the overshare part of the oversharing. <laughs> oh, that's right. I did forget the title. <laughs> Can't forget the title. See, it's important to have people on your podcast who forget the title. That's when you know... <laughs> And you know that that their appearance as a guest on your podcast is very important to them deeply. Oh, Brittany, I haven't given you. You too always much... overshare, Tiana. This I... is nothing new. I I forgot. It felt like such a fluid, normal conversation that it just didn't dawn on me. What can I say? I over I do overshare all the time. It's a problem. That's okay. The problem sometimes I actually you know, catch you, myself it, asking myself why are you telling them this and then I just keep going anyway <laughs> well you know I think nine times out of ten it's most fun to see how people react to the oversharing 
That's and you get the sense of, you know, feeling cleansed and that's nice. And then yes, they get I'm the purged. sense of, what? Yes, I'm purged and yep. they absorb yep. all of my discomfort for me. You're right. It is like that. It's like I'm using your awkwardness to soak up my disgustingness like a sponge. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> sponge, though. <laughs> it doesn't stick around for long, but you can get a lot in there. I figure if know? I could be just charming enough to pull it off, you might come back and let me do it to you again. <laughs> and, thus, and thus go my human relationships. This is how I have managed this far. <laughs> I guess when we're talking about laughing at some kid for tripping at Disneyland, that's that's one kind of bad person, right? But is it is it what is bad really? But that's is, the I guess what I'm you know it's it's that internal. There's nothing to grow from in that in that story with that kid. What? Don't laugh at things that are funny. That shit was funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't help it. You know, but but, but isn't that fascinating? It to me, it's fascinating. I like thinking about how. We as human beings, it's not, we can sit here all day all along and act like it's you and me, Brittany and Tiana, who are terrible people, but we all know all human beings think terrible things are entertaining all the time. Uh-huh. You know, why else would we, yep. why, why else would the gladiators have existed? Why else would we have reality television now? We literally take pleasure in the misery of other people constantly. It's part of what we do. I, I, for one, I know you share this. I am obsessed with, like, the true crime shit, right? Yeah. I call it murder porn. Yeah. Sometimes I'm ashamed of how much exactly. I watch it. Exactly. Like, porn. Exactly. There are times yeah. where I deeply I analyze myself, porn. and I'm like, what in the actual fuck is wrong with me that I watch all this murder shit? Like, what is actually wrong with me? But you, yeah, you it's so fascinating. Yep. When I watch these things, exactly. Fascinating. It's not about, I feel like I watch it more as like a, like a introductory video to how to survive life better. You know, (laughs) Hey, here are some situations you probably should never get yourself into. Hey, if some, you know, person says this thing, then maybe you don't trust them. You know, Ted Bundy's arm is not broken. You know, these little things, you know, and, and, or being more cautious if you are going to do things like that and go out on a limb for people, you know, be, just being more cautious about about it. Um, yeah. I love some of these things they have these days where it's like apps that you can, you know, immediately get on the phone with somebody and your camera comes like FaceTime style, you know, and it's all being recorded. So even if that person chooses to do something after the fact, you know, but well, you got to have your phone on you. But, you know, those little things where it's it's just ways to be more aware of my surroundings which I've always been fascinated with and has gotten me far in life being aware of my surroundings you know and for me that's a that was a big part of why I convinced myself I like it it's only like 20 percent of why I like it but I'm very fascinated by bluntly fascinated by the psychology I have to say like for me I just yep I watch it and I just am very interested in what breaks a human from the time they're born? What are the various things that break someone till they pe- become such an animalistic thing that yep. would kill another yep. human? Because you're not even really human by that point anymore. Or there are stories where it's like um, just really adverse situations where there's injustice and on the side of like you could tell this was clearly self-defense kind of situations, right? 
So there's all kinds yep. of different stuff that I get really interested in the psychology of of that. But then it's it's disturbing to me because here I am having my nice little psychology lesson in my you know house in the safety of my house, and meanwhile these people that we were talking about have died. Right? These people these yep. people have family members who miss them terribly. They have families. You know? They have yep. Exactly. And you're there like, oh, it's so interesting to learn about their killer. Like, okay, sociopath, but it, it is though, and that's yep. that's the human part of all of us. And I even when I listen to my true crime podcasts, boy, those people even talk about that very like so, in a self aware way. They have a lot of moments where they talk about like we recognize that we're in a loop here, especially because people like serial killers tend to kill for publicity. And so the more podcasts and, you know, TV documentaries and things like that that are created about them, the more that they that they are kind of validated in this choice of being a killer. And we're in a loop, a vicious loop of being fascinated by what's evil and what's evil wanting to be fascinating. And do you see what I mean? We're it's like a snake that I eats do. its own tail. We just it's never ends. And I think we like to look back and be like, oh, look at the gladiators. And we're just so much better than that now. Can you believe the things people used to do to each other? It's like, we still do that shit. Look at the show Hoarders. No, the arena's in your living room. I can't look away from the show Hoarders. Hoarders is sad. That's people's lives are like falling apart on that show. And you're just watching it to be like, I'd never live like that. That's disgusting. I watch it to literally like, mm-hmm. it's that is my fluffer for the sex of cleaning my house is watching Hoarders. I watch that and I'm like, time to clean. <laughs> <laughs> You start like organizing shit and vacuuming. Like, just one more thing. One more thing I am in control of. See? Exactly. And that, and yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's it. Maybe somehow watching somebody else's suffering for a minute makes you feel more in control of the fact that you're suffering too. I mean, maybe that's it. Well, it goes back to what I just said about why I watch it. So what? I could be more aware and control of my around, you know, it's, it goes back to exactly that point. And now I kind of understand it better. Sometimes I amaze even me. See? See what talking with me and talking out loud about your own feelings does? Clarity. (laughs) It allows for clarity. Clarity. Crystally, demonically clear. True. True. But that is, I don't know. I do gravitate towards people who at least are honest about enjoying these terrible things. And um, I think, though, that everybody has stuff. So even if true crime isn't your thing, I think a lot of people have, like, something, even if it's the evening news, some kind of suffering that they almost Mm -hmm. kind of are addicted to watching. It's just part of humanity, I guess. Just part of how fucked up we all are. What What can you say? You know? Brittany and I have been very, very aware of these things since we were very small. Um, when I was thinking about us doing the podcast at- together, I was going to introduce you by saying, oh, Brittany's known me since we were basically children, but then I realized we've never been children, Brittany. <laughs> never been yeah, children. I was going to say, I met you when I was 17. I was well into my adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 17 I was is parenting so my parents by that age. Are you kidding? I'd say Brittany 17 is actually like 35. You, yep. were, you were probably about as mature as I am presently when you were 17 years old. Yeah, that was fun when we were teenagers. At least for me, I felt not fun being a teenager with this level, level of being self-analytical because I was like constantly aware of the fact that I was an asshole and still chose to be an asshole anyways <laughs> and then hated myself for consistently being an asshole 
and knowing that I was choosing it. So that was a fun loop that I was in for a little while there. Good old hormones. Good old Good hormones. old hormones. They're either making you an angry teenage girl or causing you to have angry turkey baster sex. You never know. Thank, thank you. There it is. I, that's immediately that's exactly what I was thinking of. See? Is the angry turkey baster sex. It's still it's still a thing. It's still affecting us. Fucking hormones. That would be all for my chat with Brittany today. So uh, let's all uh, say goodbye to the lovely Brittany. Bye-bye, Brittany. Bye-bye. And I want to thank you, all of you for joining us this week for Overshare. And I do hope that you will join us next week where the topic of conversation is going to be how we keep ourselves busy while we are trapped in our damn houses. What are you guys doing out there to keep yourselves busy? I want to know. Let me know. I'd love to discuss with you. And, you know, hopefully it's healthy stuff. Hopefully it's stuff that's creative and good and positive, right? Hopefully you're not actively stabbing each other while you're listening to this podcast right now. If so, stop that. Put the knives down. Violence is never the answer. All right? If you need a distraction next week, tune in. In the meantime, this has been Tiana. That has been Jeffrey. Bye, guys. And we have overshared. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, love always wins.